Hello. Hello. You're listening to Track by Track with me, Dan. And me, Will. This is the podcast where you take a great pop music album and break it down track by track. And it's fantastic because on the turntable this week, we've got Life in Plastic, It's Expanded by Tom Aspel. So Life in Plastic isn't just fantastic, it's also been expanded. And if anyone's going to expand Life in Plastic, it's going to be our Tom. And it's great that we are going to be talking to him about this album in this episode. Yeah, so Life in Plastic released in May of this year, his second album. Huge appraisal from fans and from the press. We, of course, huge fans of that 90s pop influence sound. And now we've got some remixes, we've got some extended versions, we've got some new songs as well. And it's not just a bit expanded. Some some albums you get a deluxe edition and they basically chucked on a couple of songs or a live version or, or remix. Tom has gone to town with this album because he just loves music and he loves the album, the art of an album, what a deluxe extended expanded version should be. And he knows what his fans want as well. And we had a great time last year going track by track through Black Country Disco with Tom, just as he was about to release Black Country Disco Tech. And he joined us again, but actually, Will, he just joined me this time. I know. And before anyone writes in or anything, we there's no bad blood there. There's no falling out or anything. There's no divas, handbags at 20 places. The pop community is a very welcoming and loving place. Uh, I just couldn't be asked. Actually. Yeah, fair enough, actually, Will. <laughs> uh, I had the last life. season of yeah, I've had the last season of Below Decks to catch up on, uh, and then I'm way behind on Corey as well. So I just thought, I just thought, Dan, take one for the team. And you know what I did, and I'm more than happy to take one for you and for the rest of the patrons and the listeners anytime. Uh, but I'm sure you did us proud, um, and I was—I did honestly. I—I I, I wasn't that I couldn't be asked. Always loved doing track by track. Just wasn't a, wasn't able to attend on this occasion. It's very rare that happens. So before we hand over to me and Tom, also just a reminder: if you are one of our patrons, you are getting to hear hints of these new tracks before they are officially released through early access. If you are listening when this episode is available to all, do enjoy. But early access is just one of the many perks of becoming a patron on Track by Track. Okay, Dan, well, I'm absolutely dying to hear what you talk about. Oh, I hope you talked about me. Did you talk about me? Mm, no comment, but you're not going to listen to this next bit anyway. You're going to put Cory on. Uh, all right, well, let's get stuck in and let's hear you and Tom talk about uh, Life in Plastic. It's expanding. <laughs> So hi Tom and welcome back to Track by Track. Um, it's just me today, by the way. Will is not feeling very well, so you just got me on the record. Get well soon, Will. Get well. Get soon. well soon. <laughs> He's going solo. So it's just over a year since we celebrated Black Country Discotheque with you. Yes. And that kind of already feels like a lifetime ago because since then we've had not only a new album, yeah. but now we've got the deluxe of the new album, which came with the new look and the new sound. How has the last 12 months been for you? Oh, God. When I tell you I'm exhausted, uh, <laughs> that's an understatement. It's been great. It's been great, but actually, you're right. I mean, it's only been... Oh, God. It's been two years since Black Country Disco. So, actually, it feels right. 
I'm, you know, I'm trying to do an album every two years, which is really okay. hard. It's hard on your own. That's all I'll say. But um, <laughs> I don't know how Rihanna did it once a year, but I guess she had a huge label and the team. Yeah, a couple of extra helpers. Loads of people helping. But no, it's, it's good. It's, um, it's been a really mad summer. Um, a lot of live shows, like maybe 20 or so. Like it's been crazy. Um, and then that kind of drew to a close in August and I sort of turned my attention to this deluxe edition and that's where we're at now. And it's, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's exciting. I'm, I'm really, really excited to put some of these songs out into the world. I think what's amazing as well is that Life in Plastic only came out in May. So it's literally last time there's a year between them this year. It's almost like you couldn't wait to get these songs out. It's just a few months and then here's the expanded version. Well, if we're being honest, the three new songs, they were written during the, the writing process for Life in Plastic. Um, so it wasn't as if I had to kind of create anything new. And I, I guess the, the tricky parts were the remixes and the extended versions. Like I had to sort of go back into the Logic projects and figure out a way of doing that um, and mixing and mastering everything always takes quite a long time. But that being said, I always envisioned it as a, having a deluxe edition um, because it's kind of inspired by the nineties and the early noughties. And that was always like a big thing. There'd always be like a big repack about six, mm. six months later. So it's a little nod to that. I don't know why, but the first one that came into my head when you said that was Mystique's album. Wow. Had a real like major glow up that's like the gold cover on the special edition not that they, need, not, not they needed a glow up but uh was that sophisticated when they they had all like the garage remixes didn't they and uh the u.s versions of songs i seem to yeah. remember oh i love mystique um yeah no i guess for me it was like uh i love the original album obviously um but i was always cognizant of the fact that Black Country Disco was such a standalone thing where it was like a story about a breakup and me moving to the Midlands, etc. So I always wanted to make sure there wasn't anything too similar in terms of lyrical content on Life in Plastic, which meant there was no sort of heartbreak kind of on there. If you listen to the lyrics, it's all, it's not really about that. Um, yeah. But during the writing process, like I was doing quite a few songs uh, about almost like a continuation of Black Country Disco, um, but I left a lot of them off. And I chose these three because I think they kind of push um, the album in a different direction genre wise. And it's quite interesting to explore like new tempos and um, musical influences and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it's kind of like, it's expanded in many ways, uh, not just physically, uh, <laughs> but like, you know, in terms of like the palette of uh, references. And that's, well, first of all, completely agree with those three new tracks. And of course, we are going to go track by track through the new material today. So we'll go into a bit more detail about those. But also, that's one of the things that I love about this album, because Black Country Disco felt so personal and when we talked about it last year you know there's so many of your own stories in here mm. whereas this in some ways it feels like a bit of a 
uh, a tribute or uh, uh, an homage to your some of your musical heroes and we know we know through your social media or just through chatting to you we know that you're such a huge fan of pop music mm. and of course you've got you've got the tattoos to prove it even um yeah <laughs> how <laughs> and of course the, the title life in plastic uh, from aqua there as well so mm. it, would you say that's the case is this is this a bit of a love letter to music yeah totally but actually in terms of lyrical content uh, for life in plastic I would say it's even more personal than Black Country Disco because the topics I touch upon are things that I've never really sung about before. Um, To do with friendships breaking down, to do with getting older and feeling insecure about that, um, to do with money and things, you know, like issues around not making enough money and being poor. Like It's like a whole raft of things I just wanted to make sure there wasn't anything about heartbreak in a romantic sense if that made sense um but in other ways it was like super personal and um I kind of think looking back with a bit of distance between the release date and now uh the songs are kind of about life in general as sort of like a gay man in his mid-30s and um what it is like to be doing the the music on my own as an independent artist and how difficult that is and fun it can be as well um so yeah it's uh it's i think each song is kind of like a vignette about different aspects of what i go through um but like i said i just wanted to make sure it didn't refer back to the the black country disco times um mm. because by the time I came to do your track by track podcast, I was so sick of talking about Black Country Disco. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> because I think when you do go through um, a big change like that, you know, relocating, having a divorce, I think you kind of, uh, and you, you make something creatively, that's like your cathartic moment. And once it's out in the world, it's kind of like nice to let go of it. And I had by then. Um, and by the time I came to do the Revenge Body Tour, um, I was just like, I, obviously, like, I still absolutely adore Black Country Disco. It's like, I'm so proud of it. But I'm, I was thirsty for new ideas and new subjects and new topics to sing about. Um, and it's like, you don't want to give one event in your life so much airtime. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many other mm. facets to being a person and um that being said with this expanded version the three songs touch on heartbreak in a different way I think um so yeah it's like songs and also like I said like genre wise they're quite different to um the original version of the album Mm. and that's really interesting the way that you that I felt it maybe wasn't as personal to you but you say it's even more so. And I wonder if that's because actually a lot of the things you're singing about on this one mm. might being a gay man in your thirties or in my thirties, it's actually more relatable to me. So I'm kind of thinking that maybe this album is more mine, whereas black country disco felt very much yours. Yeah. Like it's definitely, know. yeah. Like maybe I'm talking in like broader strokes. Like it's not very specific in terms of the details, like of what's happened, but um, I guess so. 
uh, I did I, I did kind of come away from Black Country Disco being like, what the hell am I going to talk about now? <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, actually, I've got a whole wealth of things to talk about. We've just been through a pandemic and mm. there are songs about wanting to escape and it's quite escapist, I think, in a lot of ways, um, sonically as well as lyrically. Um, and it's quite fun. I think there's like an element of fun to it that, I guess is present in Black Country Disco as well, but that I just wanted to not be singing about heartbreak all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, like Tender, Jesus Christ, it's so hard to sing that song. And not, not just technically, because it's a really hard song to sing, but also like the emotions behind it are really difficult to tap into when you're doing it live. Um, so I definitely wanted to expand my... Um, set list because <laughs> mm. um, just reliving everything on stage and I'm just like oh god when I came to do the Commonwealth Games I did like eight shows I think um, warming up for the gymnasts and the athletes and stuff like that it was really fab but like singing WM was wild because <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's really tough again to sing and it's like hard to be quite so jubilant um, but um, that's why there's like slutty songs like Kiss It on Life in Plastic. <laughs> but that being said, like I, I take, I really love Black Country Disco still. It's, you know, it still sells loads of vinyls all the time. And I'm very, very proud of that era. But I think you have to keep pushing forward and not looking backwards. And yeah, I think a lot of fans of you know many musical artists appreciate that there's, there's the people who want oasis and arctic monkeys to make the same album over and over again but for me and i think i speak for will and I speak for a lot of our listeners you mm. want to see an artist develop and grow and experiment and not just do the same thing ever again so when before even hearing the new material just seeing that new look it felt like this is a new era this is a new chapter yeah and, you know we're in for something different totally one last thing i'll say is that i feel like but because disco is quite restrictive in terms of, you know, I was doing disco, so I could only really look a certain way for it to make sense, if that makes sense. And I could only mm. present myself in a certain way that would read well. Um, and with Life in Plastic, it's like that. there's so many different influences and it's so wide ranging. It's been really fun, like just basically doing whatever the hell I want and not having these restrictions that I'd placed on myself but you know it's like we're not in the 1970s now we can we, we can do some of well that being not, said like actually not the thing is like Black Country Disco the era may be over but I still want to promote and push it to as many people as I can so it's like it's not over really um, it's never over no <laughs> not for me anyway um as i said we are going to go track by track through these new tracks it's expanded it's just expanded yeah which i am i can't literally hate saying that loud <laughs> <laughs> life in plastic I just, it's expanded yeah i just find, keep finding myself right i was writing notes for this i was texting about doing it and i just keep having to delete start typing fantastic and then delete it and write it expanded life yeah. plastic it's fantastic it's just like etched in the brain well i'm convinced that if i did call it because i was tempted to call it it's fantastic but i thought i'd get sued probably <laughs> um 
it's like pushing it already calling it life in plastic i think um because you know like taylor swift has so much trademarked i wouldn't be surprised if if aqua have got like life in plastic it's fantastic trademarked i wouldn't be surprised um surely after everything they went through with mattel surely they've uh yeah, they'd learn. <laughs> a bit more generous, yeah. yeah. Or maybe they took a leaf out of their book, who knows? That's a good point, actually. Um, but it was obviously done with love. I am a big fan of Aqua. Um, and I've ripped them off on so many songs. <laughs> <laughs> paid homage, we, we prefer. Sorry, paid homage, yeah. <laughs> so let's have a listen then to the first new track on Life in Plastic. It's expanded. This is Thessaloniki, the remix. I was thinking about us yesterday The memories won't ever fade Three lovers on a balcony Hoping that nobody can see When my life gets to break And I need to escape To the city by the sea You were where I need to be Let me breathe, let me rest Let me lay out on your chest so the remix of Thessaloniki there, the dreamy holiday love song from mm. the album. But remix, what was it about this song that you wanted to not only remix it, but also release it as one of the singles from the expanded version? Um, I think just from the reaction online, um, it was evident that the original version of Thessaloniki was a favorite amongst listeners and when it came to re-releasing the album I thought it would be really cool to do a dancier version and also I really wanted to do a music video just an excuse to go to Greece Um, but more than that it's it's the song on the album that I probably I don't know, maybe it's my favourite one. It's a toss-up between Thessaloniki and Effigy, I think. Um, but it just it just felt like the story wasn't over yet. And um, again, homage to the late 90s, early noughties. I loved it when a song came out on an album and then they gave it a single remix and you love yes. the single remix. So for me... It was, it's to do with that really. And um, yeah, it's just, it's like a little bit faster. I've gone really, I've gone to town with the Greek influences on this one. Um, It's like a bomb's gone off, like in a bazooki shop. It is (laughs) pretty mad. I also like think it's, I'm a big fan of Greek Eurovision entries from the early 2000s, specifically Elena Paparizou. Yeah, very specific. Um, And they always had like their little sort of bit of bazooki element in there, or I think the instrument is a baglama, which is like a Turkish stringed instrument. Um, But Thessaloniki for me is like, it's such a, the song itself is, uh, you know, it's a real era of my life when I lived in Greece and you know had a whole love affair and like I was saying I there were so many elements um that I've never really discussed in songs before so it was quite nice to um you know talk about that and it's quite you know 
um, fab. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, to have that um, experience. Uh, yeah, like, the music video was shot the day after the Queen died. Um, oh, wow. So I flew out to Greece the day of her passing. Um, our flight was five hours delayed because they closed the airspace around London. Liz. Um, I know, RIP. And then basically, like, I was a bit shell-shocked and I was just, like, walking around because I had, like, a VHS camera and I was doing some scene setting. Um, but basically for four days, I think I was in Thessaloniki and I didn't sleep hardly. It was just, like, get up, film. It was 30 degrees every day, wearing loads of fab outfits, um, got really drunk one night and that was part of the music video. She was, like, the director, Eleni was like, I just want you to have like relax a bit. So let's go out and I'll just bring the camera with me. Like it was very fun. Um, and it was a full moon as well. So whenever there's a full moon, like all hell breaks loose. And then, yeah, the last day um, I got in the sea and I had to get my flight about three hours after. And it was so horrible being covered in sand. Oh, um, <laughs> and I don't know. It's my worst nightmare. But yeah, no, it was horrible. And then being on the flight and then um, Vasilios, uh, who is uh, a resident of Thessaloniki and a friend of mine, um, he came to help like hype me up for the last shot on the beach. So he was there with his phone playing, I think, Inner, <laughs> um, Hot, that song, and Alexandra Stan and Steps to like get me to dance, which was really fun. Um, but it was like really four intense days with a weird backdrop of like the queen dying. And I'm always going to think the, the two are always going to be merged together in my head. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that, that for me is like, um, it needed to happen that the remix because it's a, a favorite, I think for sure. It's definitely, yeah, the original version was definitely one of my favourites from the main album. So there's always that kind of, you know, almost a, a bit of apprehension about, you know, it's so perfect. Why would you remix it? But then I, I love what you brought to it. And uh, the new version works so well with the video as well. And yeah. Yeah, the, the video is, um, it's great. And let's just say I have expanded in terms of waistline since then. I know it's only, it's, <laughs> it's only been like three weeks, but... I pretty much starved myself to look like that. And then I was like, right, as soon as I'd finished filming, I was like, let's go. Today for lunch, I had two big bars of dairy milk. <laughs> Dessert. It's autumn, winter, you know, it's not about beach bod now. That time's over. No, I couldn't, I could not give a toss. I'm just like, <laughs> bring it on. But it was worth it. Like it was a month of like really intense dieting and, and working out and it was worth it for that video. It looks great. I can't wait for yeah to hear what other people think because they are going to love it. Um, and yeah, just a, a dreamy like holiday song, that a classic holiday song, you know, like even Lies La Bonita. Oh, yeah. Where you hear the story and you kind of think, oh, God, I want that for me. I want that holiday romance. Although in this version, are there three in the romance or was it just three in the night? Am I hearing that lyric right? Yeah, it's about a, a, a threesome. Um on a balcony um whether or not that happened i'll leave that up to you to decide um i i have been telling everyone that the third person is the city and it's a metaphor um oh, 
that's nice. Yeah. And to be fair, that's, you know, that's a nicer version of events. Yeah. But <laughs> tastefully and very uh, tasteful. Poetic it's my, and, it's my yeah. Shirley Valentine moment. Um, <laughs> and I said this was a single, but this is getting a YouTube only release. Is that right? It's not Thessaloniki isn't like the single from this deluxe edition. That would be the next track, which is um, I'm sure we're going to talk about in a second. <laughs> and yeah, let's hear a little bit of it. So this is Love Me Right. It's another chapter looking for an answer coming from the big bad wolf. Going over details, going through your emails, trying to make it less painful. But it's just another heartbreak making me a homemade notch on your bedpost. And now I'm left with nothing, I can see it coming, that's what hurts the most. And the pain goes deep inside, and it keeps me up all night. Cause you don't wanna love, you don't wanna love, you don't wanna love me right. And the pain goes deep inside, and it keeps me up all night. Cause you don't wanna love, you don't wanna love, you don't wanna love me right. So, the first of a hat trick of new songs there like you said this is the proper new single with the new lyric video from the album tell us about love me right love me right was written um right in the middle of life in plastic um i actually worked out a list of i think it was around the time of millionaire um and basically it's kind of got a real balkan eastern european vibe to it there's a I, I think I've mentioned this artist before but there's a, a a Bulgarian called Aziz who did Eurovision uh and he's kind of genderqueer like dresses in a very like you know full face and makeup high heels but he's also quite masculine at the same time and that for Bulgaria it's very very um controversial uh, because it's a quite a homophobic country. Apologies to any Bulgarians listening, but that is sort of their president, Viktor Orban, is a bit of a Putin vibe. Oh, so yeah. for um, but for Bulgarians, he Aziz is actually one of their biggest artists, and he's really well respected. Um, and his voice is incredible. I actually really he came to perform in London actually, and I really wanted to see uh, one of his shows. And I just look at his videos they're insane like incredible um they're from about 12 years ago um specifically there's this one called Saint Tropez and basically I referenced that song in terms of the production um and also there's a slight connection there because he's actually also Romani descent uh which again is quite homophobic in terms of a community and um my family are well, my mom's family descended from Romani gypsies as well. So I always felt very connected to him. Um, I'm fascinated by his music and visuals. And actually the Let Them video where I've got bleached eyebrows and bleached mm. moustache, that's directly influenced by him. And um, But musically, I've always been quite hesitant to go into that because in, you know, it's not really my culture and it's quite a jump from you know the pop music I make to be then going into this like Bulgarian music however um I work with an Israeli producer who's very kind of part of that world in terms of music and 
has a lot of the instruments and settings and everything on his production palette and um when we were making life in plastic i did the song but it just felt out of place because everything else was so kind of euro pop um however there were elements of it in certain songs and a lot of people were like i really like that you're leaning into this um so basically having this song on the expanded version is me leaning into it even more um having felt a little bit um like hesitant before i feel pretty confident about it now and i'm quite comfortable i think it makes sense and it feels natural and i just love the song it's such a fun song um and it, yeah it kind of sounds like a eurovision rejects from, <laughs> from like 2006 but also it's like really modern sounding um and yeah it's, it's really fun to like get in touch with that part of me and to pay tribute to an artist that I'm I've always been in like a huge fan of um not just because of his Romani heritage but the fact that he does play with gender and he's unafraid to uh you know be himself and you just need to watch the music videos and it will all make sense as soon as you do um that, that's homework for everyone after this episode Aziz Saint-Tropez and there's one called Hop as well um there's quite I mean there's a whole he's an artist like he's got millions of songs um but I think it uh Saint-Tropez has actually gone viral on TikTok I think amongst K-pop fans and they like to put videos of K-pop artists over the top of Saint-Tropez I think at the moment that's going on um I don't really follow any of that but um i was gonna say it sounds very modern though this tiktok oh it sounds very modern but i (laughs) genuinely adore this artist and i really enjoyed getting getting deep down and dirty with the bulgarian music and working with gil lewis who is israeli and i'd imagine a lot of the songs he made when he lived in israel sounded like this so i think for both of us it was quite a nice expression of that and yeah, it's fun. And I'm looking forward to the lyric video. Uh, which I, I love a lyric video. Yeah, it's quite retro, isn't it? I haven't actually seen yeah. any of it, but I just said to the guy who's directing it, I was like, oh, I want a lot of flowers. <laughs> Don't know why. <laughs> Don't know why. So let's have a listen to the second new track then. This is Something More, Keep It. keep it there i love just from the intro to this one it's giving me really like early noughties r&b pop yes like or maybe like girl and boy band uh sound s club seven and it definitely feels (laughs) like a s club i was even thinking more like i don't even know even like hearsay when they went a little bit more r&b or something like that but it feels definitely feels like i love billy piper yeah we need billy piper and mighty hoopla next year please Oh my god! Um, but it definitely feels for me like because I think 
Love Me Right maybe could have fitted on Life in Plastic, but this definitely feels like a new sound. Yeah, so I don't know if if you've been following me from like the very beginning, I've always touched on influences from 90s R&B. I think there's a song I did called Good Together back in 2014, I think, um, which is really influenced by Janet Jackson and Doesn't Really Matter. And there's always been like, an element of that running through the music. Uh, however, as it's come to doing albums, I've always been quite strict about um, wanting a cohesive sound. So when I did the demo for this song, it actually sounded like a more disco, I think. It had more of a disco sound. And then I played it to Gil Lewis and he was like, I think you should make this more like uh, Say You'll Be There by the Spice Girls. And oh, one of their best. And I kind of was like, nah. <laughs> um, and then we left it. And then it came to collating everything for the expanded version. And I just, I really loved the top line. And I thought it's nice to just do something different. Um, and yeah, again, because it, it's about heartbreak. That was why I kind of wasn't keen to push for it to be included on the original album. Um, yeah, so I kind of, yeah, Billy Piper, S Club 7, Spice Girls, but also maybe like another level. Um, mm. uh, Backstreet Boys was another influence. It's that era, like 1998. <laughs> I think you, oh. can, you can sum up with that. Uh, yeah, and it's got a Janet vibe as well. Um, there's like, there's uh, vinyl scratches, which I, it was so cheesy, but I was like, yeah, let's go for it. That's the like Billy Piper, she wants you bit, right? Yeah. That's the... The, I can't, I'm not going to do an impression of it, but um, <laughs> just had so much fun making it. And I've always wanted a song that had like crowd noise in it. <laughs> it's kind of, it starts, yes. it starts with a party. Um, and I remember Gil saying, uh, I love the chorus, Tom. I wish I, you know, more people just had the confidence to do something so simple, which was like a backhanded compliment. Because obviously, like, it is good to do a simple chorus because, you know, it kind of, that's what choruses are all about. But also, it, it kind of is quite a basic chorus <laughs> as well <laughs> at the same time. And also, I, the reason it's called Something More Keep It is because... I wanted to call it Keep It, but there's Kiss It on the album. So I was like, oh, can't do that really. And then on the last Rasheem Murphy album, there's a song called Something More. And I was just like, oh, okay. And then, you know, I love parentheses, so why not? So we just went. Yeah, likewise. Love some brackets in a title. Perfect. I, I don't know what just popped into my head. Do you remember when, do you remember One True Voice's second single, Shakespeare's Way With Words? Oh, God. But it was Shakespeare's. And then in brackets, way with, and then words. <laughs> didn't didn't like that. No, that's a bit pointless, isn't it? But do you think, uh, and, you know, he's thinking, maybe thinking about the third album now, thinking in a couple of years' time, maybe. Yeah. Could that have more of an R&B flavour, or are you, st- are you not quite... I don't know. I, I haven't really thought about album three. I think between now and album three, there's going to be an EP um, mm. of mostly cover versions it's like i think it'll be like four cover versions in an, an original song um and i know which songs i'm going to cover as well um and you're not going to say no are you no um <laughs> but yeah there's going to be one original song which i've i've already written um 
so that'll be I don't know when that's going to come out um we'll see because next year's so busy which is good to hear um obviously hoping for you back at Mighty Hoopla okay so next one then and this is You Won't Care You Won't Care There, love the build on this track. It almost just keeps going at a point. Uh, and I love when a track does that. You keep listening and you can get more from it. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with this one. And I think it kind of, yeah, it's got that kind of Euro pop sound that is quite prominent on the Life in Plastic standard version. But um, for me, I think this song is really the lyrics is something that I really loved, like and enjoyed because I, I did it. Um, I wrote it back in December last year and um, I thought it was a little bit too preachy when I'd written it. And I just thought, cause I'm basically the song is like a, like a mission statement on like how to live your life. I know that sounds, that sounds really like mad, but it's kind of <laughs> like, you know, you need to brush your teeth, you need to look after your mental health. You need to find your chosen family and do all these things, which I think are really important. And I listened back to the demo and I remember thinking, oh God, everyone's going to be like, who is this dickhead? <laughs> like telling, <laughs> telling me how to live my life. It's like, it's a joke. Um, and so I kind of parked it. And then I kind of rediscovered it after Life in Plastic came out. And in a lot of the interviews and the press I was doing, I was saying that Life in Plastic on the whole, the album was like, you know, what it's like to be 35, gay, growing up, doing all these things. Um, And actually, like, there wasn't one song that um, really took that concept and ran with it like You Won't Care does. And it is kind of like my mantra, which is like, I just don't care. (laughs) I really don't. And you get to a certain age where you do realize that it doesn't really matter what other people think about you. And, and once you once you have that realization, you won't care anymore. That's basically the lyric in the chorus. I don't know what changed in me personally, allowing it to be on this album and not feel embarrassed by it. Um, but I just don't, I don't anymore. I did before though. I was like, Jesus Christ. Well, glad you changed your mind because, yeah, this is a great addition. Oh, thanks. As the third and in the running order final um, new track. Yeah. But I, I, I love the idea of, um, you know, the whole mission statement, the whole, as we said before, like a gay man in your 30s, which I am also mid 30s, I'd say. People might argue, um, but I'm going to say mid 30s. Yeah. With a lustful life and a flexible spine. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is a, this is a highlight. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that it's on there. Um, I haven't actually listened to it for about two weeks, so I forgot. Like, <laughs> I don't know what the lyrics are. So next one then, and we're heading into the extended versions. First up, this is Let Them. It's a love. It's a love. It's a love. 
them. It's the love. I obviously released that as the first single, and the first thing you hear is uh, a, an instrument called a timbales, and I don't know if I'm saying that right or timbales. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and it's very similar. There was an artist called Dario G back in the early oh 90s. Oh my god! Yes, legend. And a lot of his songs had this instrument, and then famously it was used by Steps in uh, Last Thing on My Mind and One for Sorrow and Aqua Barbie Barbie Girl also uses it. So it's quite a, it's like a Brazilian instrument. I think it's like the rim of a, of a drum. Um, so yeah, that's the first thing you hear with the extended version. And basically I just, I just have a ball making extended versions. I just, because I love them. I listen to, I listen to loads of them from Kylie Minogue, Everything But The Girl. Like I pull all this, knowledge and then I kind of make my version of it and um, I think it's nice because it gives the song a chance to breathe and you can hear all the different production elements that I think in a in a three minute version often get lost in the mix and there are so many beautiful um, with Gil producing like there's so many beautiful melodic elements and instrumental elements that you kind of don't hear in the original version that you get back in this extended version um and it definitely feels it almost feels like a remix because it's quite beat heavy as well mm. um but yeah it's like it's a joy to do extended versions i mean we say so many times on the podcast if a song is good and more so with an upbeat track you don't want it to end and there is something special about the three minute punchy pop song which of mm. course this was in its original form but this yeah it's stunning because it breaks it down it builds it back up again you hear elements you might have missed before maybe there's something new thrown in there as well but yeah this this is more than twice the length of the original version and honestly it could have gone on for for me and i think i speak for will as well oh well yeah it is um i think it's one minute too long (laughs) (laughs) never i'm joking but yeah i'm glad you like it and next up another extended version so this is kiss it Second single. Second single. Second of Life in Plastic. The second single, yeah. And um, one of my faves, I think. It's like the, my favourite song to perform from this album. And um, I listened to a lot of the original references, uh, which were Inner, Alexandra Stan. And they kind of, again, it's similar to Life, uh, not Life in Plastic, Let Them where there are just loads of musical elements that you don't really hear in the three minute version that I wanted to um, sort of luxuriate in hearing them. And also the chorus goes round twice on this extended version. And it really should have in the, the standard version because it's, it's quite a short chorus and it's, you just want to hear it again, I think. Um, so. And now people can. Now people can, with Life in Plastic, it's expanded in stores October 17th. <laughs> so do you think, uh, is there a chance when you perform this one live, now this extended version is out, will, will we get the chorus twice? Are you going to mix it up a little bit, as people often do when they've got 
various versions of songs? Yeah. Or do you like to keep it quite? No, the plan is for this live show is I'm going to get all the stems back from every single song and I'm going to remix everything. So some will probably be a lot longer, have extended intros, different instrumentation, bass lines taken out, bass lines put in. Like, I just want to give something different to what you hear on the record. Obviously, you'll be able to follow what the songs are, but mm. I think, especially the singles, I think it would be really fun to elongate them. Um, yeah, definitely for Kiss It. Like I said, it's just nice to hear all the different elements. Um, and it's not as long. I think it's like five minutes and 40, something like that. So it's almost possible for, you know, it's a, a Madonna album track, basically. Yes. Not too long. And there's been a few, I've, I've spotted on Twitter, a few people asking about a tour for the album. My favourite reply recently was one just, sorry, no. Um, but I'm hoping actually <laughs> it's a sorry, yes. Um, is someone, are we going to get an announcement asked, soon? Someone asked for me to perform in their living room i think that's what i was that's what i was replying to i was like no <laughs> um no of course i, I want to tour next year it's like my main focus is going to be doing live shows next year and i i'm just in the beginning process of putting that together um and it's going to be i guess because it's not music that lends itself to a band I won't have a band as much as I did with Black Country Disco. I'm probably going to spend money on dancers and choreography, which I think lends itself well to this era. Mm. Um, but yeah, hopefully, you know, all the major cities in the UK, hopefully some European dates and maybe some in uh, the USA and Canada. We'll see. Um, and also as, as many festivals and prides and things that I can shake a stick at like next year is just about doing that um because I had such a blast doing it this year but it was it felt so rushed because I was promoting the album and finishing the album like it's actually almost like I couldn't really enjoy myself um, okay but yeah definitely look what well, amazing you're gonna enjoy it we're gonna enjoy it looking forward to that I need to need a name for it that's what it's not the revenge body anymore <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think we'll what comes next We'll see. I've got a few ideas. <laughs> so next up, another extended track. And this is the one. This is the one everyone wanted. This is the one I wanted. This is Effigy Extended. Fan demanded, fan demanded. <laughs> Huge demand for this one, including me. Gen um, look, genuinely was a fan that asked me for it. And I was like, do you know what? Let's do it. Because this wasn't on the original track list for this album, was it? No. This extended version, the expanded. Expanded. Version. I'd worked on it, um, but I didn't think I'd have the time truly to do it because even though it's quite quick to put it together, it's then you have to mix and master everything. It's always a long process and it's expensive as well. So I just, I never, and I actually just thought, let's just do ex extended versions of singles. Um, that makes sense. Also, they're the more dancey songs as well. 
Um, so it never really occurred to me to finish it. Um, but then I did um, someone, I didn't actually see it. Someone sent me a screenshot of someone saying, oh, if Effigy's not on this, then you can keep it. Which is, fu- <laughs> which is funny because that's the name of one of the other songs on the album. Yeah. Um, but I... <laughs> I saw that and I was like, do you know what? Fuck it. Oh, I'm not, I'm not allowed to swear. I can't remember. Please swear um, more. Okay. Um, yeah. So I just thought, fuck it. I'm going to go for it. It's, and it's just, you know, it, I had so much fun making it. It was well worth it. And I learned a valuable lesson. And that is to, if people request something, then <laughs> do it. And yeah. it's, it is just like, Effigy um, is, yeah again like it's quite dark subject matter i think um so it's quite an uplifting song at the same time and um i was really inspired by all fired up by the saturdays for the banger for the extended version because they have an extended version where the chords start doing all different things and it's quite interesting um so for this i wanted to look at it from that angle and honestly, like listening to it, I was listening to it this afternoon and I was like, you cannot actually tell that it's seven minutes long. It just goes by so fast um, and it just builds and builds and builds and you kind of don't want it to end when it ends. Um, I'm really, really happy with it. I'm really excited for it to be out in the world. Um, and I'm really looking forward to performing Effigy because I think it's going to be a, like a set closer. Um, I think I might like hand out poppers to the crowd and <laughs> amazing because I didn't get any last time. So I'll be at the front this time grabbing the poppers. I, yeah. I mean, was I handing them out at my last gig? I can't remember. <laughs> there were definitely poppers. I don't know if they were handed out or. I'm sure that would be illegal actually. So mm. I'm not looking to that. Yeah. If anyone's listening that knows, do let us know. Please give us legal advice. <laughs> um, but yeah, so effigy, I mean, that's pretty much it. It's just like, it's a bit of a banger, but obviously, yeah, there's a darkness to it, which all the best songs are like that. Yeah, um, for sure. And you really have said so- as well, I think you've said this is one of, might be one of the best things you've ever released, this extended version of the track. Yeah, I think so. I just don't, I, I mean, without sounding ridiculously big-headed, like, I don't think, it just sounds really well put together. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I, but the, I would. I think my favorite piece of music from the BCD era is the extended version of WM. Um, I think it's just because I'm a pop music fan, and I just absolutely love it when songs take their time to build up, and there's no rush to get to the chorus, and you hear all the different instrument parts and. I think it's it's like the the geek, the nerd in me that just wants to hear all of that. And then when it's one of your own songs, it's quite weird. You can kind of almost be objective about it because it's not, you don't really hear your voice as much. <laughs> yeah. Um, We're definitely but, on the same page there, though, with, you know, with just wanting a song to, to not end and to take its time. Yeah, I definitely took a lot of influence from... Danny Minogue disremembrance on this song as well I think just looking back um so yeah it's just it's a real 
it's obviously it's there it's like a crowd pleaser obviously but it's a real joy to make it and um I'm really pleased I snuck it on at the end it was like a last minute addition but it was well worth it like a good old Scylla surprise surprise life is full <laughs> so we're on to the final track of life in plastic it's expanded and this is what is real anymore the acoustic version what is real anymore when a lonely heart belongs to the night what is real anymore who's deciding what is wrong what is right but So this is a bit of a curveball, an acoustic version of a Tom Osborne track. The first official release of one, I think. Yeah, it is. Although I did do a cover of a Slade song um, for Black Country Disco, like a Christmas release called Every Day, uh, which was just me and a piano and a cello. So I'm not averse to breaking it down, you know, getting mm. a bit, bit of coup. Um <laughs> But um, yeah, what is real anymore? Obviously, I did that with Emanike, and it's a garage song, and it's got such a lovely melody, a lovely kind of rolling melody that goes all up and down, and is lovely. So I just thought it's nice to take a song, break it down, and put it back together in a different key with different instrumentation. And um, Gil Lewis produced it. He's an excellent guitar player and I'd be lying if I said we did it in one take, but it's more or less two takes, I think. And um, we did it in an afternoon. I should have done more actually, because I actually really enjoyed doing this acoustic version. I just think it gives a different, you kind of feel the lyrics of the song more um, and it definitely has more resonance um, compared to the UK garage bop that is, you know, like a Liberty X reject, what is real anymore. It just has like more depth to it, I think, which, uh, yeah, something that I've not, apart from the, the Slade cover that I did, it's not something I've done um, so often. But it is, it is great. Like you said, first of all, the, with any track that's kind of, uh, stripped down you do naturally you hear the vocal more and you appreciate the vocal more and you hear the lyrics more as well because you just haven't got everything else surrounding it so it's amazing to have the opportunity yeah totally and um i mean i don't think i have a great voice i've never really said don't think of myself as a vocalist really in that regard but i love singing it's like one of one of the, my favorite things to do it's just such a lovely feeling um and um it was really nice to have the opportunity to slow things down and really listen to the lyrics and reinterpret something that I'd co-written with someone as talented as Emanike and to sort of give the song a new lease of life in a wholly different way that maybe is unexpected um especially coming from its parent album that is just like there's no breather really it's just like mm. bang 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 um so yeah what is real anymore 
and I don't even need to say that, of course, we love your voice and no one could sing these songs like you sing them. There's something very special about the storyteller, the person who wrote the songs, delivering them. Oh, and I... I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but there's, you know, sometimes that would be the case. And then someone like, I don't know, Celine Dion or someone, or someone on The X Factor will cover it. And technically they might be a thousand times better, but it doesn't have the heart and it doesn't have the realness to paraphrase this song of of the well, song what, and how it should sound exactly this is it there's room for everyone i think and um i love big voices and belters and people that can do 10 note runs but i also um i just i think songwriting doesn't necessarily mean you have to be the best vocalist in the world and i think um it's quite exposing to do something like a acoustic version. Um, but I'm really glad we did it. And I think it's quite a nice way to end the album as a whole. Definitely. It's quite a somber ending. And that brings us to the end of the album and the episode. So thank wow. you so much for taking us track by track through those new tracks on Life in Plastic, It's Expanded, which is out next week if you're a patron and you're listening to this a week ahead of album release or it's out now it's out now <laughs> go and get it go and stream it and then keep your fingers crossed for the vinyl i won't say any more on that i think there's going to be a cd like there definitely is going to be a cd of the expanded version people love a physical copy i like people buying physical copies as well good <laughs> Well, well, you I certainly, certainly had, had a, giggle. a giggle catching up with uh, young Tom. And uh, do you know what? He's welcome anytime on Track by Track, um, as we have said to him on both occasions we've spoken to him. And I have to say, Will, I expected you to not be here afterwards. I thought you'd gone solo after that get well soon message at the start. No, 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 no. I'm like a bad smell. You can't get rid of me no matter how hard you try. So do let us know what you think to the album, what you think to Tom, what you think to the podcast at Track by Track UK. And uh, do join us uh, for more Track by Track very soon. We've got uh, lots of exciting stuff coming up between now and Christmas. Uh, and over on Patreon, there is tons of stuff uh, there to dig into as well. So until next time, I've been Barbie. And I've been listening to Nicole. Ah, Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.